Romans 5. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. 1 John 4. We'll read one verse of Scripture there as well. It says this in verse 8. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But God commended His love. Somebody say love. Look at your neighbor and say, He loves. Commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Moving to 1 John 4. 1 John 4 and verse 9. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this was manifest the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Today I'm going to endeavor to, for the next almost 28 minutes by the time I finish these sentences, to preach on the half has not yet been told. The half has not yet been told. Lord, we thank you so very much for the opportunity to be in your presence today. Thank you, Jesus, for the body of Christ, brothers and sisters in the Lord. That God, my prayer and my hope and my vision as a pastor is we would all love and commune with each other and believe in each other and work together for the good. In Jesus' name, Lord, that we would press towards the mark together. And Lord, our heartbeat and our mindset every day, every morning, every evening, whether we are with one another or we are by ourselves with our families, Lord, that we would love you like you, Lord, first loved us. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be in the house of the Lord today, to worship you freely. Lord, unreserved, thank you so very much for this opportunity. And God, we give you praise and we give you honor that is due to your name. In Jesus' name, and everyone say amen. amen. If you would, do something we haven't done in a long time. Would you turn around and shake someone's hand before you're seated? Tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord. Praise God. I have 26 minutes, 32 seconds to get this said, so I'm going to do my very best to stick to that. I am turning over a new leaf in 2024, even though we're not there yet. If the Lord sees fit, I will do my best to preach shorter. Amen. And my kids say, yeah, right. Amen. Christ, Jesus Christ, he is the ultimate expression of his love for us. God sent his only begotten son 
into the world. Because why? Because he loves us. We may not respond positively to God's love towards us. We may reject and even disdain his love. But that does not mean he does not love us. Praise God. He loves us nonetheless. I said he loves us nonetheless. We may disdain it. We may not want it. We may reject it and push it away. You've seen it before. You've gone to up to a little kid or you've gone up to your kid or your child and you've looked at them and you said, oh, I love you. And they turn around and run away. Give me a hug. And they like push you away. Even if we act like that. Seriously, though. If we really act with that kind of expression and that kind of demeanor towards God, it does not mean that he doesn't love us. He still loves us nonetheless. Even when God's sovereign nature co-signed an unrepentant sinner into eternal damnation, God's loving nature continues to reach. For that same sinner with pity and with sorrow. We serve a loving God. Let me just paint a picture for a moment and I'll hasten to do this because this is not in my notes. But if an individual that has lived a life that is not pleasing to God and you know that and you've been with them and you've seen him or her until their very last breath and there's no repentance and there's just, I don't care about this. I don't care about God. And they die with those words proceeding out of their mouth. God steal with pity and sorrow reaches for them. Loves them. C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite authors, I have one of his quotes, one of his things that he said in a book of his written down. He said this, God loves us, not because we are lovable, but because he is love. Not because he needs to receive, but because he delights to give. It makes him happy to love us. Oh, I would to God that someone in this building on this Sunday morning, we're on the brink of, of Christmas, we're on the brink of being around family and doing things with friends, but can I tell you today that the most important thing and the most best time that you would ever spend thinking about something is thinking about the love of Jesus Christ for you. Bear with me just for a moment. If we really believe in the love of God, you would know that His will is best for you. If we truly as human beings believe in the love of Jesus Christ, then we would believe that His will is best and nothing else. If every human 
in this world would realize that yes, his love is real and I know his love is real, then we would not pursue our will at all. We would not pursue our, our mediocre thought processes of this is what we should do and this is where I should go and this is what I want for me and mine. No, we wouldn't do that. We would say, God, your love is real and I know your love is real and I know your will is for me. So I will pursue nothing that I want and I will pursue everything that you want for my life. Bible says to delight thyself also in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of thine heart. Does that mean that, that you're going to get the Lamborghini? Does that mean that you're going to get the biggest house that you've ever wanted? No. I've repetitively said that through the years. Not at all. That doesn't mean that. Well, what it means is when you delight yourself in him, you are saying your will is best for my life and I know you love me and so I'm going to follow your will and not my will. Students, I understand that you have ambition, and I want you to have ambition. Young people, I want you to desire to do great things. I want you to go to college. I want you to do awesome things in life. I want you to be the best of the best, but not the compromising of God's will for your life. Don't compromise God's will for your life. If, if you believe really believe that God's love is real. You would love your fellow man. Watch what you say about God's church. Watch what you say about God's man. A minister, I'm preaching about myself right now, but a minister cannot preach to please all. He is a builder trying to build according to the blueprints that God has given him. He is an artist with a vision trying to reproduce what he sees. If you really believe in the love of Jesus Christ, you could not live in sin. If you really believe in the love of Jesus Christ, you could not, you could not allow yourself to be troubled with holiness on the inside producing itself on the outside as well. His love exceeds the love that a mother has for a child. His love supersedes the love that newlyweds have for each other. His love transcends the love that children have for their parents. And his love excels the love that saints even have for one another. I know that we shake a brother or sister's hand in the hallway, give them a side hug or a hug, and say, hey, I love you, but his love transcends even that. His love never, somebody say never. It never, ever grows old. It never becomes outdated like that curdled milk that is in your refrigerator right now. It never wears out the more that you rely upon it, the more reliable you discover that it is for you oh man Jesus loves you and me the more that you trust in it the more trustworthy that you will find it to be 
Yes, there are people that fall in and out of love. There are people that, as we heard on Wednesday night, and I encourage you to be here this coming Wednesday night, but we heard about how God's love is true and it's real and it's powerful. And it was stated that, yes, people fall in and out of love, but God's not going to do that to you and me. He loves you and me, and he's committed to you. He's so committed that he gave his life for you and me. The more you depend on it, the more you depend on and you realize how real it truly is and that you have to have his love. No other love can so bless and benefit and penetrate and saturate and glorify and magnify and revive and restore and satisfy and beautify and encourage and inspire and encourage and endure as the love of God can. It stands alone. It stands alone. Now, I love that young lady on this front row right here, Ginger Gilbert, with a purple passion. Not really sure what that means, but it's something that we said a long time ago. But I love her that much. But my God, his love supersedes that. My Love that I have for Ginger Denise Gilbert is not even in the same category or the same stratosphere as his love for me and you. It doesn't matter how big and how great and how grand you think your love is. His love is so much more. It doesn't even compare to what you and I can put adjectives to, words to. His love is beyond anything you and I could ever really truly comprehend. It stands alone and above. Nothing else equals it or even gets near it. It's totally unique in every measure, in every dimension. There is no place that his love cannot flow. I want somebody for the next minute or two to hear me very clearly. His love. There's not a secret gross place that his love cannot flow to. There is not a mountain that it can't climb to. There is not a depth of the sea that it can't go to. His love will flow there and it will wrap its loving arms around you and it will give you something that you can't find anywhere else. It will give you a peace that passeth all understanding it will climb to the highest heights it will descend to the lowest deep it will travel the furthest mile there is no depth that his love cannot descend to and perhaps there is no place that this fact was more proven than when Jesus Christ stretched his hands out on a tree and placed his feet upon the base of that cross and allowed them to put nails in his hands. I said aloud, ladies and gentlemen. He allowed them to put nails in his hands and he allowed them to put a crown of thorns on his head. We understand, I believe, that most people in the room today can comprehend that God, if he desired to, he could have stopped it all. But he loved you and me so much that he did not stop one 
thing that happened. Why? Because his love reaches for you. And it reaches for me. It was there. In spite of the circumstances, in spite of the environment, in spite of the attitude, in spite of the judgment, in spite of the mobs, in spite of the suffering, in spite of all the mockeries, that his love, it constantly flowed. It constantly, I don't know how, ladies and gentlemen, but as he was getting a spear, In his side, Brother Dustin. I mean, his things couldn't get worse. Nails in his feet, nails in his hands, a crown of thorns on his head, just put down on there real good and tight with a rod. It couldn't get worse. They're talking about him and spitting upon him, and here comes a spear in his side continually. In that moment, his love grew. In that moment, I can imagine that he was thinking about, I know this man and this lady, and I know this person and that person. They're not even going to really be committed to me in 2022 and 2023, and I'm going to bring them through a bunch of mess in their life, and they're really not going to care about me as much as I care about them. But, man, my love is growing. I'm going to pull them out of darkness and place their feet upon a rock to stay. I'm going to give them peace that passeth all understanding. I'm going to establish their goings. And they're really not going to be committed to me. But here comes his love growing in the midst of all that. With a spear sticking in his side and blood and water is pouring out. And he's so close to giving up the ghost. Before he breathes his last breath in his human body. He says, oh, forgive him. They don't really know what they're doing. I love them. His compassion was growing. His love was growing to you and me. He wasn't complacent. He wasn't nonchalant. It was calculated. He was focused on it. He was compassionately bestowing his love on you and me. Young people, listen to me. I understand. I've been a young person and we, we're to and fro and we don't really know what we want to do and, and, and some people say that's okay I, I don't say that's okay I think you need to be committed to Jesus Christ more than you're committed to anything else in your entire life amen you must be it must be something that you're committed to don't think I'm going to live a little and then go back no don't do that Jesus didn't do that to you you shouldn't do that to Jesus I'm committed I'm focused on you I love you I'm going to follow after you if you want me to do this I'll do it if you want me to do that I'll do it but Lord you love me so much that I'm going to commit to you first and then everything else will be added unto me you see Jesus in spite of our growing uncommitment, in spite of our nonchalant belief in his word or obedience to his word, he compassionately in that moment on Calvary continually bestowed his love on us. And ladies and gentlemen, can I submit to you on this Sunday morning 
that he is still bestowing love on us in spite of our shortcomings. And I would to God that we all, I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, any stretch of the imagination, but I am wanting to echo what the word of God says, that we should love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our might. He loves us so much, ladies and gentlemen. There, the abundance of his love was forever revealed, ladies and gentlemen. You can turn your attention to the scriptures and it will just once again jump off the pages that at Calvary, in spite of knowing the beginning from the ending and everything in between, he still said, I love you forever. Even when you make up in your mind that I'm going to a devil's hell, I'm going to live how I want to live, I'm going to be nonchalant about anything that is to do with the Bible, he still said, here's compassion. Here's pity. Hmm. There, the quality of his love was eternally recorded. And I would to God on this Sunday morning, as we get ready to say I love yous nonchalantly probably to most people that we'll see in this holiday season. Brother Smith, you've done it time and time again. You had no idea what I was preaching about, but you just confirmed it when I sat there and listened to you say that I just didn't throw this word love around. It wasn't thrown around to me as a kid, he said, and I had a hard time just throwing it around to people in my life. Jesus Christ loves us so much. He felt the same way as Brother Smith did about love. And he showed you that it meant so much to you and to me by laying his life down on Calvary. And as I have already stated, for all eternity, it was recorded for us to glean from and look at. And ladies and gentlemen, if I could submit to you for the next seven minutes that his love is real. And his love is reaching for you today. It's reaching for commitment that you haven't given yet. It's reaching for a passion that you haven't had yet. It's reaching for a hand lifted in worship that you haven't given to him yet. It's looking for you to be committed. It's saying, I love you so much. I'm committed to you so much. Why can't you be committed to me? And why can't you be committed to my church? There, the intensity of his love was everlastingly observed Calvary. All forgiveness, all mercies, all blessings, all benefits, all comforts, all gifts, all joys, all healings, all hopes, all opportunities, all pleasures, all talents, all victories, all graces that we receive are simply because he loves us. His love is satisfying. Oh, hear me for a moment. His love is satisfying, sufficient, special, sacrificial, 
strong, sensitive, superb. It's adequate. It's abundant, abounding, amazing. It's assuring. My favorite, it's all-inclusive. Available, faultless, fulfilling, faithful. It's fabulous, flowing, friendly, free, enduring, essential, expressive, effective. It's encouraging, enjoyable, eternal. Somebody say eternal. Praise God. It's distinctive, delightful, deliberate, devoted, direct, discreet, dynamic, godly, it's generous, it's gratifying, gracious, gentle, great, guaranteed. His love is pure. Can I just stop and talk about that guaranteed for a moment? Oh, God could never love me. God could never show me forgiveness. I've done too much. Can I guarantee you that his love is guaranteed to forgive you, to wash you clean, to help you out of darkness, to give you peace and hope, to give you purity, to give you help? His love is. His love will heal. His love will restore. His love will bring peace. Oh, hallelujah. His love is priceless. It's perceptive. It's patient. It's personal. It's precious. And most of all, his love is perfect. And still, the half has not been told. As much as I've done in that one little paragraph of words, of descriptive words, the half has not yet been told about the God that we serve and his love for you and me. You that are in the room today and you are thinking, man, I'm not devoted to God. He still loves you. You're thinking here today that, man, I could give more. Hey, you should give it because he didn't stop loving you because you didn't give it to him. Just because you haven't been all that the word of God instructs you to be, it does not mean that God checked you off the list and said, no, I'm not going to love you. He ain't like Santa Claus, ladies and gentlemen, when you're naughty. It doesn't mean he isn't going to come with his arms wide open to grab you up and pull you close to his bosom. The half has not yet been told. Would you stand to your feet as I close? Philippians chapter 4. I felt this morning got to the church that I needed to add a little something because sometimes we feel that oh there's no way that this could happen there's no way that he still loves me there's no way that I could ever be what God wants me to be let me tell you something he loved you a long time ago he started a long time ago loving you. He started a long time ago putting out the plan for your life. And I know stuff and things in you and life happen. And you feel like it's all over. But he loves you so much 
that he says, hey, I want to give you some more hope today. And that's because he loves you. That's why he gives that hope. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says this. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I said he loves you. Just because it hasn't happened like you think it should happen. Just because you haven't amounted to what you feel like God called you to be. Let me tell you something. Do not let your request go silent. Let it be made known to the loving God that loved you from the beginning. And he'll love you until your last breath. And if you serve him with gladness, if you serve him with joy, if you serve him from the word of God, he'll love you for all eternity. Verse 7. This is what I felt to leave with you. And the peace of God. I said, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And why is that, Pastor Darren? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15 says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. God's good news for us and for all people is that the baby was born in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. He was uniquely the son of a living God it was his love that was born in Bethlehem and that brief life that he lived it ended on the death of the cross and because he lives we too may live more abundantly what does it mean ladies and gentlemen to live more abundantly what does it mean to live with something beyond? It means, ladies and gentlemen, that you don't have to be satisfied with the frailty and the failure that you may feel yourself in right now. What you could hope for is beyond what you could ever imagine. There's a poet, Christopher Fry. He said this in one of his verses, one of his poems. Please hear me. The darkest time in the year, the poorest place in the town, cold and a taste of fear, man and woman alone. What can we hope for here? The answer is more light than we can learn, more wealth than we can treasure. More love than we can earn. More peace than we can measure. Because one child was born in Bethlehem. I submit to you one more time, ma'am and sir. Still the half has not yet been told. He loves you. 
and he can give you peace and he can give you joy and he can give you a new lease on life and the only thing that you got to do is want it today can I encourage you all across this building would you make your way to this altar right now and would you allow that love that still flows from Calvary to flow over your life today would you allow that peace that you didn't think that you could have would you allow that peace to come in your life today young lady I I feel I know who you are but I would never embarrass you but I want to encourage you this morning that there's a peace that passes all understanding it's beyond anybody in this building it's beyond anything that anyone could ever give you or show you but there's a God that we serve that's in this place today and all he wants to do is lavish out love upon your life and give you peace that no, you don't deserve it, but he wants to give it to you so much that he was born in Bethlehem to die on a cross on Calvary. Can you lift your hands all across this building? Come on, ma'am, come on, sir. You haven't added up to what you think you should have been or what you feel that God called you to be. There's still time. Would you make your request known in this altar today? Would you make your request known in this altar today? You don't got to wonder if it's the will of God. It's the will of God. You heard the word of God today. Oh, I love you. Would you hear his words from heaven right now? He's lavishing out. I love you all across this altar. In every pew. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I adore you, Jesus. Come on, would you lift your hands? Would you lift your voice to him right now? Come on, your atmosphere can change right now. With simply you lifting your voice and your hands to him. Come on, it's all around. I love you, Jesus. God, you speak the word in my life. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, I need you today. Jesus, I want to feel after you today. Jesus, that I may know you in the power of your might. The fellowship of your suffering, Jesus. Come on, young lady. Would you give everything to Jesus? Would you love him like he loves you? He sacrificed it all. Gave it all. Overflow in this place. Come on, young man. Come on, young lady. Come on, young person. You've never been baptized in Jesus' name. 
Today. For the Spirit, Spirit of the Lord, Lord is in this 